This is the Insulone podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, if, for example, the only time that you've been consuming this protein shake is following a workout, what I would suggest, if I'm ever in doubt of one of these variables and the impact that it has on blood sugar, I just do one individually. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Insulone podcast. As I say every week, it's a pleasure to have you here. And it really is because there's Probably hundreds of thousands of podcasts you could be listening to, but the fact that you're listening to this one right now means a lot and proves you are actively seeking a way to benefit your diabetes management, which you deserve credit for. So thank you for being here with us, Graham. Thank you for being here with me. How's everything? Everything's good. How are you? How's how's all in New York? I know you have your desk right beside your window. I want you to look outside your window and tell me what the weather is like. Okay. <clears throat> Voice crack straight ahead. Uh, good start. Voice straight crack ahead. straight away. I feel as if, you know, do you ever have those days where your voice is just like more hoarse than yeah. other days? <clears throat> Having one of those days, I've had about seven calls today and was like, <clears throat> but anyway, <clears throat> I'm looking out my window and it is horridly gray. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's raining. I can't see any speck of blue in the sky. It's completely overcast and it's cold and it's rainy and the summer really? has gone. But okay. I'm not going to complain because I'm delighted to be in New York. There's plenty of worse places I could be. So I always like to see the positives in most things. And if it's raining, the plants are getting what they need. Let's look at it that way. Well, the reason I ask is we're all um, hunkering down now. We're getting ready for Storm Agnes to hit Ireland uh, tonight. It is now five tonight, so it's completely dark. No more bright evenings in Dublin. But yeah, tomorrow is going to be... If you're talking about the plants, the plants are going to get well watered and well weathered (laughs) tomorrow, let me tell you. They'll be blown away. Uh, Yeah, and uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 26th of September. So any Irish people... When they're listening to this, if it's released tomorrow or whenever at all, they'll uh, they'll remember Storm Agnes was supposed to be a big one. But this could be a big podcast. Forget about the storm. This Would is gonna be, be going. This could be always are. They're always they're always big podcasts. What time yeah. is it starting to get dark at in Ireland now? Oh, so I finish up around seven. It's still a little bit bright in my walk home. I'd say just after eight o'clock. Okay. Yeah, just mm. after eight. And sure, we're not too far away from the clocks turning as well. So, yeah. well, once the clocks go, it's gone. But I like this time of year. I really like this period after summer, just before Halloween. I like this when it's getting a little bit darker and when you wake up and it's really fresh. It's a bit cold. I don't like the wind and the rain, but when it's cold and you put on a big jacket, I like that. And you go, oh, Halloween's on the way. And once Halloween's over, it's like Christmas. Mm. So I, I don't mind this time of year at all. I think there's a thin line, well, for me, there's a thin line between enjoying like the change of seasons mm. and it just being too dark and cold and rainy. But look, you make the most of what you have. That's, yeah. the, that's the way I look at it. I, actually, I just want to draw attention to 
the fact that Graham has, well, he is recording this podcast despite drinking for 14 days straight. Oh, I'm going to give us some insight there. Greg. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was at three weddings in two weeks and I was at one wedding in, on, on the West coast of Ireland. Then straight away I had to fly to Tuscany in Italy. And then I flew back, did four days of work. And then I had to go back to the West coast of Ireland for another wedding. So it's been fairly intense. I'm fairly tired. And yes, it is. Uh, Irish weddings certainly take it out of you because I'd say for each wedding I stayed up, the night of the wedding, I'd stayed up five o'clock for two of them. And then I'd say about half three for the third one. So I actually let myself down in the third one. A shame. How's the head? How do you feel that, mentally? Mentally, I'm okay during the day. Actually, that's a lie. I actually was very <laughs> tired during the during the radio show today. <gasps> and near the end... I was just kind of like, oh, I just want to go home. And I never get like that. Yeah. I'm usually up and I'm okay and I'm enjoying work. But I was like, okay, I've kind of, I think I've, I think I've had enough of that work for yeah. today. Like, yeah. I've now gotten to the stage where if I have two drinks, I'm not mentally sharp yeah. for like three days. It's just not even worth it anymore. Like yeah. gone are the days where you go out for the night you get up and you're just fresh as a daisy. Those days are, are long gone. I will say, though, I have got a nice little routine of, of of a day of a wedding. I will take two either Revive Actives or Diorolites. So I'll take one in the morning and just before I go, and then I'll take one before bedtime. Mm. And I'll take two Panadol before I go to bed as well. Now, I don't know how healthy that is, and I'm not encouraging <laughs> yeah. people to do that. But I've just got into the routine of it and I wake up without any hangover. So I'm actually, and you'll be proud of me. You'll be very proud. Didn't want to do it, but I did it. We were in Enniscrone, which is on the west coast of Ireland in County Sligo. It's a huge surf town with a massive beach. And I went down the morning after the wedding, ran into the water, dipped the head, came out, hated every second of it. Did you? But I did it. Oh, I hate it. You probably felt amazing afterwards though. This is the thing. Everyone. So, you you know, Jack Gillivan was there, my girlfriend, Claire, and uh, my other friend, Brian. And they were they were going, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll feel much better after it. I was like, I feel fine now. I had my two <laughs> Revive Actives and two Panadol yesterday. Yeah. I've just had a fry. I feel great. I'm ready to go again. I don't need to jump in the Atlantic Ocean and uh, freeze myself. Well, how did it feel? Do you know what? Because this time of year, I don't know if it's the same all year round, but this time of year, the water isn't, that, isn't at its coldest at all in Ireland. And it was just the fact it was so windy. So when you were in your shorts, it was just you were getting hit by the wind. And the second you went into the water, which wasn't that cold, but anytime you weren't in the water, it was just the wind hitting you and you're making you. It was very unpleasant, we'll say. What are waves? Um, yeah, but we didn't go out that far. There were surfers there as well. So we kind of had to mm. be mindful of them. And also I am the strongest of swimmers. So I wasn't going too far out. I just mm. far enough so I could dive in and dip the head and get back out again. That's all you need. That's all you need. Mm. I remember, I know we're not talking about anything diabetes related yet. we're catching up. But, um, on, I think it was, was a day, was it? I think it was like New Year's. No, it wasn't New Year's. It might have been Christmas. Anyway, one of the days last winter, me and my mom or me and my mother went in for a swim and it was so windy and there was huge waves. She was physically knocked down by the waves. 
And it's kind of, it's actually like kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. When you see how powerful it is yep. so quickly, it's like, whoa, I mm. should probably get out. In contrast to that, though, before the first wedding I had, I was groomsman and it was uh, John Salmon, who you know, Mm -hmm. and we went, he lives beside the beach in Mayo and we went down there and it was a really misty morning and it was so calm and so cool. And we all went in and we stood there and it was just pure mist. And it was about 7.30 in the morning time, just before he was about to get married. Probably one of the coolest things we did all day because we're all just kind of in there going for a dip and it was just so eerie and quiet and it was yeah. just like the perfect start before an absolutely manic day. It was cool. That's unreal. That actually even reminds me of when I went for a swim in Iceland. It was like, Ooh. it was so calm. It was like yeah. a pond. And it was that kind of like misty, frosty air. Cool. And like, it was, yeah, it was, it's, it's, as you say, something kind of eerie, but like relaxing about it. And then the water was just like below freezing or mm. nearly um, and it like certainly wakes you up to say, oh, the I'd say that would. Okay, let's talk Are about we? diabetes. That's what, why people okay. are here. Um, we have a few emails that we need to get through because we do try and get through as many emails as we can that come through the Insel Owen podcast at gmail.com. Please send them through if it's a question, if it's your experience, if it's just you want to say hello. We love reading them. And I think. We have, I have them right here. Will we just get into it, Owen? Yes, let's jump in. Okay. I, can you hear the dog bark? Nope. Okay. The microphone okay. is good quality. But anyway, let's go. Okay, this is from Mariana, and the subject is podcast question. Mariana goes, hi, Owen. Love, love, love the podcast. Since finding this podcast and other diabetic podcasts, my mental health regarding diabetes has vastly improved. After 20 years of living with type 1 since the age of 10, this has never been addressed before and no one professional or otherwise has ever acknowledged the mental toll diabetes takes or what a unique condition it is in so many aspects, literally controlling the inner mechanisms of your body from second to second. I find it horrifying now this has been such a blind spot in the healthcare community. Once you see it, you can't unsee. I had a question That is a bit unimportant, but nonetheless, it bugs me. I've recently been having some of the PHD Smart Protein Plant Shakes. They are the lowest carb, lowest sugar ones I can find. And from the nutritional values, you think they would have zero impact on blood sugars. Strangely, though, I found that consistently they produce the same effect as having a carby meal. My blood sugar rises after and becomes totally resistant to insulin in the same way as if I've had a long-acting carb as opposed to a more short-acting hit. It usually takes only 0.5 units to correct me down one or two millimoles, but I end up giving what feels like hundreds of microdoses to no effect for a few hours after as it just keeps on creeping back up. Have you any idea what causes this? My only thought is that the high amount of protein, 20 grams, is being converted to energy and causing the rise. But I would, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I have you on half the screen. Unreal. Unreal. I'm going to have to hide you because I'm fucking finding it very funny. Okay. My only thought is that the high amount of. <laughs> right. I, I think we should just include this part in the podcast. Graham has been trying to read out this email <clears throat> for the past 
five minutes because number one, Graham, for whatever reason, just can't read. He just can never seem oh, to read an email gosh. without without tripping over his words a hundred times. And my dog in the background has just she won't stop <laughs> won't stop barking. So I've been on mute. Do like shouting no, like, at the dog. No, you need like the the gestures of Owen at the dog, and I've like. I've only got one laptop screen in front of me and I have Owen on a tiny screen in the top left and I'm just seeing Owen turn to the dog, gesturing to shut up. <laughs> right, come on. That's that was very good. Professional, I, professional. I'm hiding you. I'm hiding you again now. I don't want to see you. Okay. My only thought is that the high amount of protein, 20 grams, is being converted to energy and causing the rise. But I would have thought this was a slower process. Sweetener used is sucralose, so shouldn't have an effect like maltitol I'm going to go with which is the devil for blood sugars this is the product and I've linked that to you there own as well thanks again and looking forward to the next pod that is from Mariana so own if you want to have a look at the product there and uh, Mariana would like to get your thoughts on why she's having that effect mm-hmm. um, after taking it or you have any kind of ideas yeah so firstly Mariana thank you so much for writing your email and getting in touch uh, means a lot that you listen to the podcast, means more that you're getting value from the podcast and you enjoy it so much. And really, really, really good question. All right. Obviously, I don't have a massive amount of context, so I can't give you like a hugely in-depth uh, or factual answer based on your experience specifically. But I will give you my insight, what I think it sounds like. So from my experience and even from working with people inside the program too. It's very common to see Mariana, a, a spike with a protein shake, for example, because protein can and will spike your blood sugar, first of all. And this is something that a lot of people can struggle with initially because oftentimes we're never told about that when we're initially diagnosed. And I know I wasn't, it was almost, it was always, Here's your insulin pen. You need it for carbohydrate. That's it. Very simplified, obviously, as we know. But protein and fat can and do spike your blood sugar, but protein generally will spike your blood sugar over a longer period and it will spike your blood sugar at a more delayed rate compared to what carbohydrate does. Now... And basically that happens because when we break protein down over time, it spikes our blood sugar as opposed to when we eat carbohydrate, it's digested and released into our bloodstream much faster, basically. Now, when it comes to protein shakes, because they are essentially liquid form, there's less time required to digest. It can result in your blood sugar spiking faster. So for example, if I was to, and again, look, this can be different for various types of people, but generally speaking, if I'm to eat a chicken breast or chicken or any sort of whole protein source that requires more digesting, it will spike my blood sugar generally after about 90 120 minutes, usually for myself. I know that because it takes longer to digest, as I said. Whereas 
if I'm to eat or drink the same amount of protein, but it's coming from a liquid-based shake, I see my blood sugar spike a lot faster as a result. So, Mariana, it could be down to the fact that it is a more liquid-based protein that's spiking your blood sugar at a faster rate. And also, you may require, I suppose, more consistent correction doses because it's also spiking your blood sugar at, I suppose, a more delayed or extended period compared to if you were eating carbohydrate. <clears throat> I feel as if my voice is cracking with every sentence, but we continue. Now you're all good. So that's the first thing that I would consider, Marianne, is the fact that it is a liquid-based protein, so therefore it may be more inclined to spike your blood sugar faster. The second thing that I would look out for and pay attention to is the fact that generally if we're consuming a protein shake, more often than not, it's probably following a workout nine times out of 10. So I'm not saying this is what it is, Mariana, but pay attention to it. Oftentimes, doing a workout itself can potentially lead to your blood sugar spiking. So it could be that you've just finished a workout or you've just come back for a run or you've just done a high-intensity session, whatever it is, and the spike itself is coming from the workout itself. Or it could be a combination of the workout and the protein drink themselves. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which kind of leads me to my third point. And the third thing that I want you to pay attention to is the variables that are in play. And what I mean by that is oftentimes our blood sugar can and will be affected by numerous things at once. It could be a workout. It could be stress. It could be the food that I'm having post-workout. It could be the lack of insulin that I've taken for my post-workout meal, for example. There's loads of different things in play. And what I'm always big on, and obviously if you listen to this podcast, you hear me speak about it before, but also we talk about it in the program itself a lot, it's minimizing variables to give you clarity around what is it exactly that's impacting my blood sugar in X way. So if it is a case where I've just finished a workout, I've taken insulin, I'm stressed, I'm dehydrated, and I'm also drinking this protein shake. This is just for the example, Mariana. I'm not saying this is what you do, but what I'm always big on is stripping things back and focusing on just one of those things to identify, is it is it actually this thing that's spiking my blood sugar in this way, or is it a combination of multiple? So how that could look is if, for example, the only time that you've been consuming this protein shake is following a workout, and you may be inclined to spike following a workout, blood sugar-wise, what I would suggest, what I do personally is if I'm ever in doubt of one of these variables and the impact that it has on blood sugar, I just do one individually. So that could simply look like I will drink that protein shake by itself when I'm not doing anything else. Ah. And if, 
I still see that spike in blood sugar from the protein shake and I haven't done anything else, that's a pretty good indicator that it yeah. is the protein shake itself as opposed to it being a combination of multiple different things. Does that make sense, Graham? How I yeah, explain that's a that? good idea. Yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. Thanks very much for that, Mariana. We got another one here, um, just kind of uh, saying hello as a type one diabetic from Shweta Arya. What a name! Uh, yeah, and they real. say, "Hey, I would love to share my story about being a diabetic. I was diagnosed in two thousand, and at that time, as a child." I didn't understand what was happening to me, but my parents and my whole family were shocked as to how it was possible because there was no family history of diabetes. But after the diagnosis, my family were super supportive and never made me feel like I was diabetic. In the beginning, it was very difficult for me to manage my sugar levels because when I was in school, I didn't check them or take my insulin. But eventually, my school staff understood my condition and made sure I always checked my bloods and took my insulin during the school days. Nowadays, I like to stay active, doing a daily yoga routine. I go to the gym and I also meditate regularly. I'm chasing my dreams of pursuing a CMA degree, which is cost management accounting. And I also want to be a diabetic educator and dietitian nutritionist so that I can help people with diabetes because I know how hard it can be. I want to spread happiness positivity and encourage people to live freely without any guilt of being diabetic. There are lots of stigma and myths that people are not aware of and I want to remove this and spread diabetic awareness as far as I can. Uh, thanks so much for the podcast and that is from Shweta. Nice little uh, email there. Thank you Shweta. I really appreciate that email and if one of your goals is to spread energy and positivity you have done with that email. So we really appreciate it. And from a diabetic point of view, it's really, really nice to hear that you have come to a different phase in your life and your management in the sense that you're now much more on top of it. You're much more engaged with it. You're taking action on it much more than you did in the past. Obviously, it brings its own difficulty when you're younger and you're in school as you know firsthand, but to know that you're managing it in a much better place is uh, really good to hear. And I really mean that because I know the impacts of not checking blood sugar, not taking as much insulin as you need. So fantastic to hear, Shweta. And we hope, I can speak obviously for Graham here, I hope we've pronounced your name correctly. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast and appreciate your email and insight. And I wish you nothing but success in the future with your endeavors. No doubt they will be a success because oftentimes educators and nurses and doctors and nutritionists and dietitians, when they are diabetic themselves, they can offer so much more like firsthand insight and value. So wish you all the best. Now, Owen, I have three emails here in front of me and the third one is an absolute beast. <laughs> it's three A4 pages long. And I have a fear that if we do it here, the emails could get lost within each other. So I'm proposing that maybe we take a pause here on this episode and then we do another episode on the third email and we release that next week because it's a big one. 
And I'm going to have to take a little bit of a break, take a few breaths, because you know me reading emails. This could be difficult and we could be here for the next three hours. Oh, One hour per A4. So how about that? We take yeah. a break. Uh, we we do with this email episode and we go on to another one next week. Let's do it. Graham, okay. I know you need your uh, your time and space to get through emails. So we'll right, do part right, two. But mm-hmm. for this one, another thank you to Mariana and Shweta. Again, I hope I pronounced it correctly. And if you are considering sending an email or you're considering sharing a story or insight or experience do it because we love getting these emails we love hearing from you and that's why the podcast is almost like an open forum where you hear from each other but you also hear from us and guests so we'll do part two graham take a breather pause get yourself composed Mm -hmm. and we'll tackle it shortly chat to you soon